Hey, what's up everyone? It's Norm. It is November 16th, 2018, and this is our update on the persecuted church around the world. This is from persecution.org, International Christian Concern. Violent intruder disrupts Cairo church, injuring two. International Christian Concern has learned that on November 11th, the Church of St. George in Cairo experienced a violent intrusion. According to Watani, the intruder was a 22-year-old man who injured two Christians while shouting Islamic slogans. Police responded to the scene and arrested the attacker. Egyptian authorities claimed that the intruder made the violent disturbance because of a mental illness and drug usage. However, local Christians have expressed concern that this claim is an attempt to hide the Islamic extremism that plagues Egypt. Quote, the media uses words which don't reveal the truth, unquote, Ehad, a local believer told ICC. Quote, now we have discovered that this was a young man, not an old one. Also, he was holding a Quran and a sharp tool, injuring some people on their heads. The media's role is to reveal the reality and not to hide information to make the Coptic make the Coptic Christians calm down, unquote. Another local Christian, Majid, added, quote, It's too awful. I can't imagine that we should adapt to these incidents. Lies and lies and lies. I'm sure that this criminal will not be punished, unquote. Another, uh, quote, mentally ill, what? How the media manipulates us, unquote, exclaimed Tani, another local Christian. The intruder reportedly entered the Church of St. George through a room intended for baking bread, intended for the Lord's Supper during the service. The intruder hit the baker on the head with an iron rod while shouting, Allah is great. When another Christian attempted to rescue the baker, he was also injured. The incident occurred just over a week after the deadly attack against Christian, Egyptian Christians traveling to the St. Samuel Monastery. Egyptian authorities have experienced a renewal of heavy criticism for failing to address the root cause of Islamic extremism and protect Christians from violence. Claire Evans, ICC's regional manager, said, quote, Thankfully, no one was seriously injured during the violent intrusion of St. George's Church. The police responded quick, and the police responded quickly. However, we cannot forget the context of the attack. It is not unusual for the Egyptian authorities to claim that something other than Islamic extremism drives the less publicized incidents of persecution. The situation surrounding Egypt's Christians will not improve unless there is honesty in confronting why these kinds of incidents happen. We must continue to keep Egypt's Christians in our prayers, unquote. So, apparently even Christian suffers from fake news, I guess. Um... But the point of the matter is, is this is these are things that they deal with in Egypt and the Middle East where Islam is prevalent that they deal with all the time. And like the one person said that they, they shouldn't have to get used to these. This is the beginnings of what we're seeing in America. We've got churches that our church has to have a security team um, with pe as many people who have come into churches and started shooting uh people in churches we now are concerned and we don't have the same reasoning here um as they do in egypt i mean this is clearly islamic persecution that someone is coming in as an as a muslim and attacking christians so just another example of the islamic persecution and then government cover-ups in areas where islam is the pre uh, prevailing religion uh, keep our brothers and sisters in Egypt in our prayers. World Watch list for today, we are to number 15, which is Syria. 
little a few facts about Syria. Their region is the Middle East. Uh, persecution type is Islamic oppression. Persecution level is very high. Population in Syria is 18,907,000, and Christians are make up about almost 1,899,000 of those are Christians. So the main religion is Islam. The government is a presidential republic, which is highly authoritarian. And the president is Bashar al-Assad. Where the persecution comes from, Christian persecution in Syria stems from Islamic militant groups, mem family members, government authorities, and Islamic leaders. In June 2019, the Islamic State group declared a caliphate covering large parts of Sy Syria, implementing a strict form of Sharia law. Earlier that same year, Syrian Christians were forced to sign a dhimmi contract, forcing them to give up their basic rights and religious freedom. Syrian society has radicalized quickly, especially in areas controlled by ISIS and other radical Islamic groups. Government authorities are known to restrict the activities of evangelical Syrian Christians, while the families of converts cause persecution within the home. How Syrians are suffering? All Syrian Christians are experiencing persecution in one form or another. Historical churches have been demolished or converted into Islamic centers, while their leaders are targeted for abduction or attack due to their public exposure. Meanwhile, congregations and other denominations, including Baptists, Evangelicals, and Pentecostals, are easy targets for attack due to their fragmentation. Pressure is especially strong in areas controlled by radical Islamic groups. In these areas, Syrian Christians are severely restricted in the practice of their faith. Something as minor as singing out loud poses great danger. Syrian Christians in these areas are forced to adhere to the Islamic dress code, pay protection money, and keep Islamic dietary restrictions, including a ban on alcohol. A few examples. A Syrian Christian leader with a Druze background has been interrogated by the security services and is being monitored. Many are coming to faith through him, although there has been no direct threats against his life. Some converts in his church are being threatened by their extended families. And a female Christian with a Druze background from the southern province in, of Svida is currently hiding in Lebanon. When she converted, her young daughter was taken away from her and her family threatened to kill her. Ways that we can pray for Syria. Pray for peace negotiations. The current war is extremely complex and civilians are suffering greatly. Up until now, the peace negotiations have seemed to go nowhere, yet still they continue. Pray for a true turnaround for this country. Because the war keeps raging on in Syria, basic necessities are in incredible demand. P please pray that our brothers and sisters will remain encouraged by the help they receive. Also pray for spiritual encouragement and strength. Pray for the Syrian government, that leaders will make decisions that are good for the Syrian people and for the future of the country. Let's pray. Father, again, thank you for uh, just another glimpse into uh, the lives and persecution that our brothers and sisters around the world are facing. We lift up uh, this church in Egypt right now, Lord. We pray that, that justice will be done by the government to uh, the man who attacked, that uh, his actions will, will carry consequences and that they will not let him go free. We pray that your justice is meted out. Lord, we pray for uh, those who are injured and their families. We pray for peace. We pray for comfort. Um, God, we pray for a change in, in laws and attitude towards Christians in, in Egypt. There, Father, and as we pray for our brothers and sisters in Syria, we pray for a negotiation of peace. That We pray that 
that you would provide a way to overthrow ISIS in the area, that you would bring an end to the war in that area, and bring peace into that, that region, and that the country will turn around, and that it will be uh, a better place for, for Christians to live. We pray for the government and the leaders there, that they would make better decisions for the people in Syria, all the people in Syria, and especially for the Christians there. Uh, we pray for uh, provision of basic necessities, um, food, water, clothes, toiletry for the, the brothers and sisters and all the, all the Syrian people, Lord. But we pray that you provide for, for the, your, your followers there. Um, pre, please, please help them to uh, continue to be encouraged, Lord, that they would continue to stand firm in their faith. Um, both physically in, in preaching the gospel and sharing the good news, and spiritually and emotionally, Lord, that you would just uh, give them great courage, give them great uh, confidence uh, and peace where, the, where they are, that, that, you have, um, that you are sovereign and you have all things in control, Lord. So again, we thank you uh, for your word. We thank you for your gospel. We thank you for your son who died to pay the penalty for our sin, which is why so many people are willing to endure the persecution that they do because it's because of your son and not of anything that they've done that he gave all so that they could be forgiven lord and, and they're willing to stand firm in that belief and so we pray that you you bless them and we praise you for your son paying the penalty for our sin god we pray that, that in all these things that you and you alone are glorified and it's in jesus name that we pray amen so again thanks guys for hanging out uh Share the episode, invite your friends to join the Facebook page, Persecuted Church Awareness Month. Um, come subscribe to the blog here, The Evangelical Norm. Uh, share, like, uh, make comments, ask questions. Um, but ultimately, uh, just keep praying. Thank you for, for being a part of this. Uh, I appreciate it. Um, personally, I know that uh, our brothers and sisters around the world covet our prayers, and so I know that they appreciate it. So, again, thank you. And as always, preach the gospel at all times. Use words. They are necessary. And until tomorrow, Soli Deo Gloria.